Welcome. We are glad you have chosen to join us here on Brit David Podcast. Today, Pastor Tim shares a message from Isaiah 53, 1 through 6, entitled, Man of Sorrow. Pastor Tim states, the holidays tend to turn up the volume on our grief. It's always there, but it looms larger, it seems, at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Some people identify with the psalmist, who feels this so deeply that he writes it twice. My eye wastes away because of my grief. You may be like Job who said, whether I speak out about my grief or keep it to myself, I find no real relief. Jesus, the man of sorrows, provides us with that real relief that we long for. Here's Pastor Tim. 26, I think, if I counted right. It's more than two a month. You never know, do you? It reminds me that we have to be ready. It reminds me also that Jesus knows exactly what I'm going through. He knows exactly where I am in this station of life. And He knows precisely what I need. I invite you to take your Bible and turn with me this morning to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. It seems as if these holidays tend to turn up the volume, if you will, on our grief. It's not to say that it's not there during the rest of the year. It's just to say that that grief that is constantly and continually there just reminds us, hey, don't forget about me, I'm still here. There's maybe some of you who can identify with the psalmist who said on two different occasions, he says, my eyes waste away because of my grief. In the book of Job, he said, he said, whether I speak about my grief or I keep it to myself, I still find no relief. Some of you find yourselves right there, don't you? Looking for relief that seems elusive. Looking for tears that will somehow dry up miraculously. I want you to understand today that what you go through is natural. What you go through is something that not only do you not have to go through by yourself because of your church family, but that you don't have to go through because Jesus promises never to leave you and never to forsake you, even in this moment of great trouble and tribulation. I want you to find relief today. I want you to find real relief, real comfort, real peace, real rest. And I want you to remind you today that Jesus knows and Isaiah, he is presented to us as the man of sorrows. And that's the passage that you've turned to today. Isaiah chapter 53. Would you pick up your reading with me in verse number 1? It begins this question, begins with this question. Who has believed our report? Or who can really believe what's going on inside of my heart today? Who can really believe what Jesus has to say and what He has to do with my heart today. Who can believe it? 
And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Let's pray. Jesus, bless your word today. You say that your word will not return to you void, but will accomplish the purpose for which it has been sent. The purpose of this passage is to introduce people to a Messiah that is real, a Messiah that changes lives, a Messiah that transforms everything. Father, I pray today for every person in this room, every person who is watching today, that you would transform them from the inside out. May the Spirit of God take the Word of God, apply it to the heart of the man or the woman of God, And let them be changed, both today and forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There are a number of things I want to share with you today, especially those of you who are our special guests. Those of you who are looking to God's Word to find some sense of relief or some sense of answers. Everything that I want to do today, just like Isaiah in this passage, is to point you to Jesus. I want you to see a number of things about him today. The first one is this. I want you to see that Jesus is acquainted with your grief. Jesus is acquainted or Jesus is aware of your grief. He knows what you're going through. He knows what your heart feels. He knows better than anybody else. There may be somebody who is well-meaning and they'll say to you, I know just how you feel. And the reality is that you already know is that they don't. Now they may have lost similar to how you have lost. But the relationship that you had with your loved one, nobody else has. Nobody. Nobody. There's no one on the face of the earth who can really identify with you other than Jesus. So why go to Jesus? Because He's the one who knows. He's the one who cares. He is the one whom the Bible says in verse number 3, He is a man of sorrows and He is acquainted with grief. He knows grief, doesn't it? 
how it must have grieved the heart of the Father to send Jesus in the first place. When you go all the way back to the very first book of your Bible and you discover that God looks at this world and looks at people and says, every intent of their heart is always evil. What could possibly go on in the life of a person that would make God say, I am sorry that I made them. And yet you go all the way back to Genesis chapter number 6 and the Bible says God was sorry for what man had done. What a tragedy. What a grieving moment. To even take it back a step further and take it all the way back to the garden. To place a man and a woman absolutely perfect, absolutely sinless, in the very best of conditions in the Garden of Eden and say, you can have everything except for the fruit of those two trees. And to know that Adam and Eve did exactly what you and I do, when God says no, we are drawn to it like a magnet. How it must have grieved the heart of God for them to do the one thing that he told them not to do. Not just because it got them removed from the garden, but it put a stain on them that would procure to generation after generation after generation. A sin nature that Adam would pass along to his children, that his sons would pass along to their children that those sons would pass along to their children, that my father passed along to me and that I have now passed along to my own children. A sin nature which keeps us dead in sins and trespasses. A sin nature that keeps me removed from God. A God that has created me for fellowship. A God that has created me out of love. And yet my own choices keep me distanced from the very God who loves me more than anybody. Jesus is aware of your grief. He is acquainted with grief like no one else. He knows where you are today. He knows how you feel today. He knows how you're going to feel tomorrow. He knows how you're going to feel on Christmas morning. There's not one thing in your life that escapes his attention. He is aware. Number two, I want you to know that Jesus is active in your grief. That Jesus is active in your grief. Jesus does not respond the way that other people respond. He doesn't respond the way that you necessarily expect Him to respond. When I continue to read through verse number 3 and on into verse number (laughs) 4, I'm shocked. I mean, I am. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that He wants to be active at all. I look at verse number 3 and I fully expect 
him to say, okay, if that's how Tim wants it, then that's how Tim's just going to get it. Tim doesn't want me in his life, then I'm just not going to be in his life. Tim doesn't want me to be uh, aware of things that are going on, then I'm going to turn a blind eye. Not one time does he do that, does he? A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. We hid from him. Some of you hid from him. And you hid from his family. And you hid from your own family. And you hid from truth. And you thought maybe if you could just isolate yourself and get away from anything that might remind you of your loved one, that maybe there, in silence, maybe there, in quietness, maybe there, in darkness, that you would find solace. The life of God is not found in darkness, is it? He illuminates everything, including my hiding places. Even when I want to run away like Jonah, God still finds me. Even when I'm like David and I say, I wish that I had wings and I would just fly away from here, He still finds me. David says, Where can I go from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I bury myself all the way down to hell, then you are there. I expect him to play hide and seek with me the way that I want to play with children sometimes. You know, they go hide and you say, whew. (laughs) Do I really have to go find them? He finds us. Even when the end of verse number three is true. He was despised and rejected. It's not just that we were passively hiding from him. We were active. God, I don't want to feel this way and I don't want to feel what you have for me and I don't want to be like this and so I have despised what he wants to do in my life and I did not esteem him and I rejected him. And yet, verse number four, but he has borne our griefs. He did that. He initiated that. He started in you what you would not start for yourself and what you could not start for yourself. Some people look into John chapter number 11 and see a very cruel Jesus who when he's told that Lazarus is sick decides to stay where he is for two more days. Lazarus dies. Remember those sisters? Both of them coming to Jesus, one right after the other. Both with the same exact words. Both meaning something terribly different. Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. One of them wants answers. That might be you. You might be like Martha in that story. 
You want some answers? Why? Why did my loved one have to die? Why did they have to die now? Why did they have to die that way? You have more questions than we could ever list and certainly ever answer. And Jesus provided her with the perfect answers, didn't he? Mary came along. She says the same exact thing. She didn't look for answers. She says, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. You know what Jesus said to her? Nothing. Listen, sometimes you kick yourself because you don't know what to say. I'm, I'm not going up to her funeral home. I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to my loved one. You know, I mean, I just, I just don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Jesus didn't say one thing to Mary. You know what he did? Jesus wept. Join us tomorrow for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Man of Sorrows. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is Church Office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.